Welcome to Sega Saturn Shiro. This is Dave, and I'll be your host for this podcast. I'm actually coming to you guys by myself this time because, uh, as you may have heard in the most recent podcast that we put out, I do have a new baby coming on the way, and uh, that makes it a little hard to align schedules with the other guys, you know, get together to do these long recording sessions. But I did want to be able to share with you guys some of my favorite music tracks. Uh, from the Sega Saturn, so this is kind of a little music side joint thing, whatever you want to call it. And I'm just going to kind of uh, hit you guys with some information on the Saturn's sound system. What an amazing, uh, you know, sound chipset that is. And then just, you know, run through some of my favorite songs uh, so that you guys can get a taste of the music on the Saturn. I thought this might be something that uh, I could do again in the future, or maybe Pat, maybe Kay could come at you with uh, some of their picks and uh, we could kind of make this just a, like a little side excursion thing whatever anyway well to start out you know, I just want to talk about the Saturn system sound hardware you've got uh, what's called the SCSP the Saturn custom sound processor manufactured by Yamaha and it consists of several components and you've got um, it's basically a multifunction game sound generator uh, that consists of a PCM sound generator, that's pulse code modulation, and then a DAC, or digital audio converter. Uh, and it, what it does is it creates and processes sound mixes. That's the, the Yamaha chip. Creates and processes sound mixes, contains 32-slot sound generator, and sound effects DSP, or digital signal processor, 16-channel digital mixer, and a timer, and an interrupt controller. Now, the Saturn's audio RAM is connected directly to the SCSP, the Yamaha chip, and it's used to store sound programs. So, like, Cyber Sound uh, was utilized in Nights in the Dreams, or the Q Sound program that many Capcom games uh, employ. Um, or that RAM can store raw waveform samples. Raw waveform samples, not compressed, because the Saturn's hardware didn't have support for hardware compression only software compression that was one of the few flaws in the sound system but um the scsp can also support like i said up to 32 channels for pcm playback and that is a lot uh, when we're talking samples voices uh, sampled instruments you know you can really get a lot of stuff on there and then there's eight channels for fm synthesis modulation so you know to work with this thing would have been a dream uh, for any sound designer, you know. And uh, the maximum sample rate for PCM samples is 44.1 kHz, so that's CD quality. Uh, and the SCSP, again, that's the Yamaha chip, uh, it's MIDI compliant, so it can be hooked up to external equipment, such as keyboards. In fact, one of, the, one of the peripherals that I would love to get my hands on is that MIDI adapter that goes into the back of the Saturn via the serial port. And that gives you the ability to plug in that, that keyboard for the music school game. Um, but oh well, you know, I can dream. Uh, goals, right? Life goals. And uh, then you've got the 128-step digital signal processor. Now that's capable of generating special effects such as reverb, uh, room acoustics. So you might have noticed if you get yourself into the CD menu, uh, you know, in the main, the main BIOS of the, the machine, you can change the uh, the tempo. You can change the uh, the pitch, or um, you know you can mute out the vocals and stuff like that. All that is handled by that 
uh, digital signal processor. And the entire SCSP is controlled by a single Motorola 68EC, well, it's 68,000, but it's the 68EC000, 16-bit CPU running at 11.3 megahertz. That's the same, essentially the same chip and compatible with the M68000 that was used in the Mega Drive and several other consoles. So there's uh, like a degree of backwards compatibility or at least developers would be familiar with that chip so that they could exploit that chip. But that's basically the sound controller. The SCSP can be directly accessed by that 68000 and both SH2s. So for this reason, programmers could basically use the Saturn sound system to relieve some processing load from the main CPUs if they wanted to. They could do some programming tricks. Of course, it would kind of rob the sound system, but, you know, um, that's how they were able to kind of, you know, relieve some of the load on the central processor and kind of push the Saturn to its limits. So moving right along to the music, this first track that we started out with was called Tokyo Tower from Magic Knight Ray Earth. And um, this was by Seiro Okamoto. I hope I'm saying that right. From Sega Wave Master Sound Team. Credited with games like Dragon Force, Fantasy Star Universe, Sonic Rush Adventure, and also Yayoi Wachi, also from Sega Sound Team. Credited with games like Panzer Dragoon's Vi, Panzer Dragoon Orta. It's a pure 90s pop R&B track with a deep melodic bass line and synths on top of an electric jazz fusion piano. And I feel like it sets the perfect mood and background for the very dialogue-heavy opening of the game. So I'm going to let it play a little bit more for you guys. This is Tokyo Tower from Magic Knight Ray Earth. track was Tokyo Tower from the Magic Knight Ray Earth soundtrack. Uh, next up, we are going to listen to the main theme from Clockwork Night by Hirofumi Murasaki, Sega Wave Master Sound Team. She can be credited with games like Dragon Force, Evangelion, and Shinobi 3. This is a Japanese take, I guess, on like a jazz big band track with English vocals by Reiko Waters. Um, it definitely puts the Saturn's multiple sound channels and sampling to use with a pretty great effect. And uh, it's just one of my favorite tracks. Uh, not for everyone, but uh, take a listen. Wake up, dear friend. 
That was the main theme of Clockwork Night by Hirofumi Murasaki. Next up, we have track three from F1 Challenge, or F1 Live Information. I actually couldn't get a title for it. It was just numbered tracks, but that's by uh, this is by Masayoshi Ishii of T's Music Studio in Japan, credited with games like Sengoku Basara, Wackenroder, Tempo, Outrun, Sonic Rush, just to name a few. And uh, here we have a really super busy multi-instrumental track uh, that I think really rocks the Saturn sound chip to its core. I mean, this is a perfect example of just using the Saturn's chip alone to create uh, such a high-intensity soundtrack. Um, And if you like this one track, you're pretty much going to like the entire soundtrack because it's all just as good. I think it's too bad that the Japanese version, Live Information, featured boring roadside commentary rather than this absolutely amazing soundtrack. But um, go ahead and give this a listen and uh, let me know what you think. Here we've got track three from F1 Challenge.
Again, that was track three from F1 Challenge by Masayoshi Ishii. And next up, I'm bringing you two tracks from one of my favorite game composers of all time, Jun Chikuma. This is Battle Game and Winner off of the Saturn Bomberman soundtrack. Uh, Jun Chikuma is from Hudson Soft and Le Club Bakroff, and she can be credited with games such as Adventure Island, Faxanadu, Do Re Mi Fantasy, and several games in the Bomberman series. So if you love Bomberman, you probably love Jin Chikuma. And, you know, this these tracks are like the ultimate crossover between classic arcade game music and electronic dance music. Um, while there are so many excellent tracks on this game, I chose these because they really define the Saturn Bomberman in terms of its impressive beloved multiplayer support. And you may not have heard this theme unless you had been fortunate enough to play the battle mode with friends. Um, since the soundtrack is that great, I did decide to follow it up with a second track, and that's the celebratory winner track, uh, which sounds a lot like it was shamelessly inspired by Disneyland's Main Street Electrical Light Parade. Um, give these tracks a real listen, folks, because this is video game music design at its absolute finest. Here we go with Battle Game and Winner from Saturn Bomberman. <laughs>
called Battle Game, and this next track is called Winner from Saturn Bomberman. Again, that was Battle Game and Winner from Jun Chikuma off of the Saturn Bomberman soundtrack. Next up, we got a track called Miyako, Stage 1, from Shinobi X. This was composed by Richard Jacques of West One Music, credited with films such as 007 Bloodstone and Starship Troopers, all the way to games like Daytona CCE, Sonic R, Jet Set Radio, Metropolis Street Racer, Headhunter, Mass Effect, and the list goes on and on. He's incredibly prolific. Uh, but this game was also known as Shinobi Legions in Japan and also in the U.S., and Sega Europe's producer David Nolte actually disliked the original music score from Shinobi Legions, and he wanted something more reminiscent of Yuzo Koshiro's work on Revenge of Shinobi. So while the original, I think, was actually quite good in its own right, Richard Jacques definitely took it to another level of greatness, which was great for PAL gamers. This track opens up with a traditional scale on the Japanese koto harp, and then the melody is played on the shakuhachi bamboo flute on top of a thumping electronic bass line. It definitely feels like a westernized spin on traditional Japanese instrumentation, and it's even a little stereotyping in places, but it's all good fun. And it really sets a great mood for the opening stage of the game. So take a listen. Miyako, stage one from Shinobi X.
Again, that track was Miyako, Stage 1 from Shinobi X. Moving right along, we have quite possibly one of the best soundtracks on the Sega Saturn, bar none. Hands down, we're talking about Panzer Dragoon's Vi. I mean, this soundtrack literally epitomizes the Saturn. I mean, the game epitomizes the Saturn in almost every way. I'm bringing to you two tracks, one short one and one longer. Uh, the first track is Bondage, which is the main theme. Uh, when you fire up that disc, this is what you hear from that opening arpeggio. Um, and then I'm also going to bring you Flight, which is also just an epic track. Uh, the soundtrack was composed by Yayoi Wachi of Sega Sound Team credited with games like Magic Knight Ray Earth, Panzer Dragoon Orta, and Sakura Tyson. This breaks away from the fully orchestrated Red Book audio of the first game. We had that full recorded orchestra in the first game, which was nice. Um, but Panzer Dragoon 2 opts to fully utilize the Saturn's sound hardware, saving precious RAM for the primary game assets, which seemingly pushed the machine to its limits uh, if, you, if you've seen the game in action. From the opening arpeggio to the slightly discordant synth chords and the heavy tribal drums, this is an absolute classic that immediately defines the overall tone of the game and the series as a whole. Uh, I strongly, strongly recommend that you go out and listen to the entire soundtrack and even uh, Panzer Dragon Saga. Even if the game is not for you, it's just amazing, amazing music. But here we have Bondage, the main theme from Panzer Dragoon's Vi. cinematic and the track is called bondage and this next track is called flight from panzer dragons vi enjoy
that was Bondage and Flight by Yayoi Wachi from Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Moving right along, we got a track called The Fight of the Future from A Stall by Tatsuyuki Maeda of Sega Wave Master Sound Team. He's credited with games like Dragon Force, Gun Valkyrie, Shinobi, Knight's Perfect Soundtrack, Fantasy Star Online. And this track features pounding drums of doom, thick organ sections stacked in discordant layers. I think it's a brilliant early use of the Saturn sound system, and it really does evoke like this sense of pending doom of an unknown foe. So uh, take a listen to this, The Fight of the Future from a stall.
Again, that was The Fight of the Future by Tatsuyuki Maeda from A Stall. Moving right along, we come to what is perhaps my favorite track on this entire cast that I've put together for you. Um, I can't quite put my finger on why. It's just there's some charm to it. This is track 11 from Gekamugen Tontoriko, also known as Lunacy, a system SACOM developed game published by Atlas uh, in the United States, and this was composed by Hideo Suzuki. Now, Hideo Suzuki uh, from System SACOM, he can be credited with design, programming, art, cinematics for games like Samurai Warriors, the Dynasty Warriors games, Police Knots, Guardian Heroes. However, Lunacy is the only game that he was ever credited for composing the music. He's joined by Naoki Jinbo, also of System Seicom, who's credited for like Foley and sound effects for games like Deep Fear, Ease 5, and Astronoka. Um, but I believe he mostly handled like the sound effects in this track. And I think this is mostly a Hideo Suzuki's uh, accomplishment here. But there's a lot of mystique to this track, and I think it does very well to in- evoke the kind of intrigue uh, from the game's plot. To me, it's somewhat reminiscent of the Professor Layton games. If you've ever played those, it uses this artificial violin for the melody, and it kind of reminds me of that kind of Professor Layton sound, but uh, a great little track. And um, I think due to the very little amount of documented experience between these two, I feel that they did a commendable job on this soundtrack. Check it out. This is track 11 from Gekamugen Tontoriko, Lunacy.
Again, that was the excellent track 11 from Gekka Mugen Tontoriko, or Lunacy, by Hideo Suzuki. Now, while we're in this kind of dark and brooding mood, um, I figured I'd play for you guys a track that uh, I think is very fitting, and it's called Laura's Theme from Enemy Zero. Now, this is a classical piano piece uh, by Michael Nyman, who is a classical musician, and he's credited with films like The Piano and Gattaca. Um, he also did an arrangement on Mother for the Famicom, so that's the precursor to Earthbound. And um, these are Red Book audio tracks, so you know they went with just full studio recording. It sounds beautiful. Um, this is a haunting theme that really evokes the the cold feeling of space and loneliness. I think it's very very fitting. Um, there's an interesting story though, and um, Kenji Eno, the owner of Warp, you know he really pursued Michael Nyman. I'm just going to read to you a quote that came from an interview. Uh, This is Kenji Eno speaking. I like Michael Nyman a lot, and I like his soundtracks. So I was thinking that it would be awesome if I could get him to do the music. And I thought that would be impossible, but it'd be great if it happened. Then there was a big earthquake in Kobe, Japan in 1995, and Michael Nyman was donating pianos to schools in the city. When this earthquake happened, he said that he wanted to check out how the pianos that he donated were doing, so he came back to Japan. When I found out that he was in Japan, I invited him back to my hotel room and tried to convince him for six hours to come work with me. So at the end, Michael was like, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, just let me go back to my hotel room. So he went back exhausted after being convinced for six hours. We didn't work out the terms or conditions, he just said he would do it, and he did follow through. So that's kind of an amazing little story. You know, Kenji Eno, man, he just was so persistent, you know. Um, you know, he always got what he wanted, I guess. So anyway, without further ado, this is Laura's Theme from Enemy Zero by Michael Nyman.
Again, that track was called Laura's Theme from Enemy Zero by Michael Nyman. Now, since that track was very cinematic in nature, I figured I'd follow it up with another track that is quite cinematic in nature, and that is the opening track, Old LA 2040 from Police Knots uh, by Tapi Iwase and Masahiro Ikariko and Motoaki Furukawa from the Kuheika Club, Konami's in-house band. These guys are credited with Snatcher, Metal Gear Solid, and Suikoden, among several other games. This track does a phenomenal job matching and supporting the game's opening cinematic. The opening synth and bass line fall like snowflakes as the camera descends upon a dystopian future Los Angeles where climates have changed. It settles on a car parked outside Jonathan's office. We assume the first-person view of Jonathan's ex-wife walking down the hallway to his office observing newspaper clippings that establish a narrative prologue. In the second part of the track, the synth sax line is intentionally reminiscent of hard-boiled detective films, but with a nice jazz-funk twist thanks to the rhythm section. And if you listen to the end, you'll even catch a really nice jam session before going back into the main theme. It's really the perfect opening theme in nearly every way. So again, this is Old LA 2040 from Police Knots.
Again, that was Old LA 2040 from Police Knots by Konami's Kukeya Club. Now, it's almost impossible not to love this next track. I mean, it really is epic. I'm talking about We Are Burning Rangers from the Burning Rangers soundtrack by Naofumi Hataya, Sega Wave Master Sound Team, credited with games like Sega Rally, Knights Original and Remix, Space Channel 5, you know, just to name a few. This is a Red Book soundtrack, uh, studio recordings, you know, with singing by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi and rapping by Marlon Sanders, who sounds a little bit like Mace from the same time period, if you remember, you know, like Mo Money, Mo Problems. It's, it, we're talking full studio tracks, nicely mixed drums, really sharp horn section. You know, they went all out on this, and I'm sure that Sega really spent top dollar to get studio recordings done like this. So without further ado, enjoy this next track, We Are Burning Rangers, from the Burning Rangers soundtrack. Hope now. Oh, 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 oh. 
absolutely freaking amazing. Am I right? That was We Are Burning Rangers from the Burning Rangers soundtrack. And now what are we going to follow that up with? Well, I tell you what, I've got another track that's pretty freaking awesome as well. And it's called Klimat Arena from Power Slave, otherwise known as Exhumed. This is Lobotomy Software's first effort on the Saturn. This was composed by Scott Branston, and he is credited with sound effects only on Duke Nukem 3D and Quake, so the other two Lobotomy Soft games. This was his only music composition effort, and what an effort it was. Uh, This is the perfect oh shit track for the final boss, letting you know that you are about to get your ass handed to you. This track is pulse pounding and filled with adrenaline, which helps amp up the action and fuel the fight. For having only one title to his name for music composition, Scott Branson created the perfect soundtrack that lives up to Lobotomy's grand reputation in every way. Again, this is Klimat Arena from Power Slave. And that was Klimat Arena from Power Slave. And if that doesn't get your blood pumping, then you might want to check your pulse. Uh, keeping, keeping things going, keeping the energy pumping here, we're moving on to the next track, which is On the Satellite's Orbit from Sokyu Gurentai. This is from my favorite game composer of all time, Hitoshi Sakimoto, uh, from Base Escape Limited. He can be credited with just an absolute slew of games. I mean, this guy has done so much. He's so prolific. Sword Maniac on the SNES, Veritex on the Genesis, Ogre Battle, Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics, Vagrant Story, Gradius V, Radiant Silvergun, Dodonpachi Daiojo. I mean, I could go on and on. Here's another shooter track from Sakimoto-san, and this is much more conventional an effort than, say, like Radiant Silvergun. 
but conventional doesn't necessarily mean boring, okay? I mean, this is a pulse-pounding electronic track that is packed with high energy and excellent sound sampling. The synth-heavy lead line is complemented by a very creatively sampled percussion. It's actually hard for me to even say what he used to create these sounds, but they work so well together. And they come together to create this like vast open feeling of floating in space just above the planet's surface. So I hope you guys enjoy this track as much as I do. This is On the Satellite's Orbit from Soki Gurentai by Hitoshi Sakimoto. satellite's orbit from Sohyugurentai. Now next up, I have a song from the same composer, Hitoshi Sakimoto. Uh, this is from Radiant Silvergun, and the track is called Evasion. Now I picked this track because Claire, our uh, our sister Shiro, 
loves this track. This is her favorite track off the album. And um, it's one of my favorite. It's not my favorite. I don't know. I think I like Debris a little bit better. But this is in honor of Claire. Again, Sakimoto from Bass Escape Limited. Uh, I told you all the games that he's credited with. He's amazing. You know, this track follows a recurring pattern in Sakimoto-san's work where he likes to create a up-tempo, almost hurried reprise of the main theme in a major key to evoke the excitement of like a narrow escape or anticipation of setting out on an epic journey. So uh, this soundtrack is pretty unconventional in terms of scrolling shooters being very reminiscent of his other work in Japanese role-playing games. Um, this does a lot to change the entire mood and feel of Radiant Silvergun, lending to a greatly, you know, overall narrative adventure vibe that the game has going for it. Now, our buddy Chaz, our other Shiro Game Master, Chaz is not a real fan of this uh, musical choice. If you listen to the last podcast that came out, and uh, he would have opted for a more traditional shooter soundtrack, you know, and I can't blame him. I mean, you know, I know a lot of folks just, you know, want to, pulse pounding shooter soundtrack but uh while it's not for everyone i still feel like it definitely has its place on this list just by merit of how it attempts to transcend conventional boundaries of the genre so again this track is called evasion from radiant silver gun
Again, that was Evasion from Radiant Silver Gun by Hitoshi Sakimoto. Now, since I realized that that was basically an RPG-sounding soundtrack, you know, but just for a shooter, I might as well give you guys the real thing, right? I'm going to give you a real RPG soundtrack, an excellent one, one very deserving of being on this list, and it's called A Distant Journey from the Shining Force 3 soundtrack. This is Scenario 1 by Motoi Sakuraba. Now, this is uh, from Wolf Team, Deja Vu, Namco Tales Studio. He is credited with Star Ocean, Shining the Holy Ark, Tales of Fantasia, Valkyrie Profile, just to name a few. And, you know, this is a very traditional orchestral RPG track using the Saturn's sound chip alone, which is very impressive. While the sound samples are noticeably artificial, they still manage to come together to create a very grandiose sound. Um, You'll also hear this track for much of the game while you plan out your route of attack on the field map, so it's nice that it doesn't really wear out on the nerves over time, but rather ends up being quite memorable in a good way. It really does a nice job of building up the excitement going into each battle, so without further ado, A Distant Journey from Shining Force 3. A Distant Journey from Shining Force 3. Now this next track is from another RPG that doesn't get a whole lot of respect. I mean, it's it's panned out there. You know, some folks love it, some folks hate it. I'm talking about the opening to Mystaria 
or Blazing Heroes, or Riglord Saga, whatever you call it in whatever region of the world you're living in. The soundtrack was composed by Yukiharu Urita of Microcabin, Zuntada, and Taito, and he can be credited with games like Bust a Move 3, Battle Gear, Guardian War, and Lucian's Quest. Now, Guardian War and Lucian's Quest, I know those both came out on the 3DO um, I believe Lucian's Quest got a port to the Saturn in Japan. I'm not sure about Guardian War, but, uh, you know, the game is panned among Saturn fans, but the soundtrack is really epic. I feel like it has the soundtrack going for it in spades, um, and it's a beautiful orchestration of the Saturn sound hardware. You know, this is not Red Book Audio. This is using the Saturn sound chip, using those sample channels, this track brilliantly blends both Eastern and Western music sensibilities and really draws you into the game upon powering on the console. It was this track that really drew me into the game and made me want to give it more of a, a second look, you know? So um, if you enjoy this music, um, I highly recommend you check out the game and decide for yourself. Again, this is the opening from Mystaria, The Realms of Lore. the opening to Mystaria, The Realms of Lore by Yukiharu Urita. Now, we only have two tracks left, and I really want to lift the mood. I want to go with something bright, something fast, something energetic. And what better song to go with than the special stage of Sonic 3D Blast or Flicky's Island if you happen to be in PAL territories. This track is by Richard Jacques of West One Music. We've talked about his credentials. He's amazing. And in my personal opinion, this is the best track of the game, ironically accompanying the best gameplay portion of the game. 
While Traveler's Tales developed the game with some oversight from Sonic Team, the special stage was the only true 3D polygonal portion of the game, and it was designed and programmed by Sonic Team themselves and inserted into the game. This is an incredibly busy but extremely catchy jazz funk track with an entire synth brass section blasting notes in quickfire succession. While completely unrelated, it reminds me a lot of the track from Marvel vs. Capcom 2 called Take You For A Ride, which I'm sure many of you might be familiar with. Anyway, the rock organ solo is amazing, and it's just a fun track to listen to in the car, so here is the special stage from Sonic 3D Blast. special stage from Sonic 3D Blast by Richard Jocks. And this next and final track is called Sky High from Daytona USA by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Also from Sega Sound Team, the Sega Sound Team Band, and B-Univ. He can be credited with Strike Fighter, Outrun, Virtua Fighter, Virtua Racer, I mean, the list goes on, and this guy is absolutely amazing. He sang for us on We Are Burning Rangers from the Burning Rangers soundtrack. I absolutely love Takanobu Mitsuyoshi, and um, you know he's just one of my favorite game composers of all time. This track has you know a jazz pop piano over funk bass line with synth horn section. It's charming and enduring, 
um, you know, the English vocals are often, you know, made fun of, but also cherished by many tracks like this show that with the Saturn sound chip, a studio recording is not always necessary. Um, I absolutely love this track. It's my favorite track from Daytona USA, and it's an excellent way to, uh, you know, to bid you guys farewell. So without further ado, this is Sky High from Daytona USA by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi.
once again, that was Sky High from Daytona USA by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. And guys, thanks for listening to, you know, my favorite game music on the Saturn, or at least this round, you know, hopefully I'll be able to do this again in the future. I hope that you guys can leave some comments. Let me know what your favorite game music is, especially on the Saturn. You know, I would love to take a listen to some of it and, uh, who knows, maybe I'll find some new tracks that, uh, I'll enjoy listening to on my phone or in my car. Um, you know, until next time, I hope that, uh, you guys will play your Sega Saturns and I hope that you guys will, you know, stick around and, and listen to some of our next upcoming podcasts. Um, if I'm not able to be around, you know, for those uh, due to, you know, life changes and everything like that, you know, hopefully I'll be able to get some time in the near future and, uh, you know, things will work out. But uh, until then, you must play Sega Saturn. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>